0: He undressed me, and I tried to push him away, but he became really forceful, so I stopped fighting him.
1: What happened after that, Rebecca?
0: He ripped off my bra and my panties, and and he raped me. He asked me if it hurt, and I told him that it did. He seemed happy about it. Uh,
1: Miss Thompson, is that man in the courtroom?
0: Yes. That was Rebecca Thompson on the stand for trial. The men she had pointed out in the courtroom were Ronald Kennedy and Jerry Jenkins. On September 25, 1973, Rebecca and her sister Amy were abducted. Amy was murdered, leaving her sister Rebecca to be raped and thrown off a bridge. Years later, after this incident, she committed suicide. Some may find this hard to believe, but researchers begin to question whether that these types of crimes end after the criminal is thrown in jail. So we have to ask ourselves, is justice served when the criminal is put away? Yes, Charlene, I agree with you. It's actually one of those things that are under dispute in the legal system. Using the testimony of the rape victim should not be used in the courtroom because studies show that when the rape victim repeats their story, they're basically being forced to go into detail about what happened. It's like being in that situation all over again. That takes a toll on the victim's mental health and can actually be more damaging to the person than the actual crime. The fact that Rebecca had to sit-through trial and recall all these gruesome memories probably caused her to commit suicide. That was Patricia Fraser. She's a psychologist and the author of a research report that she wrote on on the effects of rape victims. She talks about how rape victims find it more traumatizing to recollect what happened than the actual experience. Author and journalist Ron Francel, who lived in Casper at the time of the crime, was a friend to Amy and Becky. No one could forget Wyoming's most shocking story of abduction, rape, and murder. Neither could Becky, the surviving sister. The two men who violated her and Amy were sentenced to life in prison, but the demons of her past kept haunting Becky until she met her fate years later at the same bridge where she'd lost her sister.
1: Thirty years of hearing it all over the news, it was ten years later until I began to think that someone should write it down. After beginning to read oral documents and listening to the fuzzy memories of anyone who recalled the crime, I felt that I had all the proof in my hands. I just wasn't completely prepared to release this tragic story into the world.
0: Mr. Francel, I understand... And now that you have written The Darkest Night, your story reveals the gruesome pain that these two sisters went through, being that many girls have went through this and ended up killing themselves. You're absolutely right. It's a heartbreaking story. There was a document that was released of the examined body which was sickening. It was documented that Amy was in full rigor mortis when the autopsy was held. Her chest cavity was filled with red, clotted blood. Her aorta had virtually exploded. Even her throat was filled with bloody froth. Her stomach still contained bits of her dinner from the night before, which was spaghetti and meat sauce. Four pieces of her rib actually shattered her lungs, and her spine had plunged as much as two inches into her brain. She had crashed headfirst into the rock ledge at about 112 feet below the ridge, ramming her spinal column deep into her skull like a railroad spike screwing a soft-boiled egg. It was called a ring fracture. The spinal column had literally burst through the ring at the base of her skull and pinched her.
1: That was the first photograph I've seen of her in 30 years. God damn it, that's not how I wanted to remember
0: her. Psychologist Mary Gilfus had conducted a study on the rape cases of women who have become victims to survivors, to offenders. Studies have shown that women who have been raped have become prostitutes, commit petty crimes, become drug addicts, and even commit suicide.
1: Seventeen-year-old Lindsay Armstrong had been raped, and instead of getting sympathy from the lawyers, they insinuated that she deserves to get raped. While she took stand in court, they made her hold up the G-string she was wearing during the rape. However, the victim was completely clothed prior to the rape. Ugh,
0: I can't imagine the type of pain Armstrong had been going through, especially having the courtroom thinking that she, she deserved it.
1: Yes, well, this caused her to overdose on antidepressants because... She, she began to muster up self-hatred. I honestly think that something like this will always be a problem. It may not be called a crime in the books, but these women are harming themselves because of the harm that was inflicted on them. The fact that Ron unfolded this story and shared with the world what he went through was very brave. Women need help out there.
0: Yes, they do, and our hearts go out to the women who are struggling with the aftermath of their traumatizing rape experiences.
1: Pain is the price we pay for memory. It's some kind of sin to forget what hurts, as much as it is to forget what makes us smile. Suffering has its meaning and memory has its graces.